0: Want to ring the bell? All right.
1: Ding, ding.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking fifth Indiana Jones movie today. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Time travel. Did you think we would ever I mean, are you are you spoiling something right there? Like right off the rip? Dial of
1: Destiny isn't it I mean, I don't know that they gave that away in the trailer. I mean I knew that going in, so I don't know how I knew that without watching any trailers. I think there were some assumptions made. I think well, there were rumors going around.
0: So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want to come out of the gate with that one off or not. the top. Well, <laughs> so, so be it. So um, be it. I think here's what I think happened on that. I think Dial of Destiny gives you, you know, maybe some clues, but they were not shy in the marketing about showing indie in different. Time period. So I think there was, you know, some assumptions being made. Like, are they flash forwards? Are they flashbacks? Like, what are we doing? Where are we at? So I don't know that that was ever, you know, confirmed. But I think it was a hotly rumored thing. The concept of time travel is what is discussed in, <laughs> in Indiana Jones Five. So did you did you think? Because I was thinking about this the other day. I I honestly like for a significant portion of our lives thought the indie was done. I didn't think they were ever going to come back to it. So I never really thought that they would get to I didn't think we'd ever do a fourth one, let alone a fifth one. Um especially with how I guess let me put it this way. I felt like it was a better odds of a fifth one than a fourth one because the fourth one was so bad. I thought Last Crusade that, was a yeah. great ending, and then I thought for sure after Crystal Skull somebody's gonna be like, "Yeah, can we can we really let this thing go out on that note?"
1: Yeah, that I, I go both ways. Once they did the fourth one, you know, and how bad it was, you could see as like, "Okay, let's not touch this franchise again and just forget that there is a fourth one." Yeah, or come back and try to redeem yourself with the fifth. Like, yeah, I, I could see them doing doing both sides of that. But the longer
0: it went, the longer I wasn't sure that they were going to do this. I mean, I know, I feel like it's a weird thing, right? Because uh, Crystal School was, what, 2007 something ish around there? Um, maybe. But it almost got to the point where, like, it hadn't been talked about. So it's like, okay, Harrison's getting older. You know, it's one thing to go sit in a millennium falcon or whatever and pilot a starship it's nothing to like hop around like indiana jones when you're up to a certain age so
1: swing with a whip yeah
0: yeah so i kind of i wasn't sure but then it also felt like on the flip side that we've been hearing about this movie for like three or four years now so it's it's just a weird spot to be in i think when it comes to hype and expectations you know the original trilogy is what it is crystal skull is what it is and then it's like what is this movie what what are we trying to do what are we trying to accomplish other than like i guess put a bow on the franchise and clean up the mess of crystal school
1: i guess um <laughs> you, I, and therein <laughs> lies the box office problem i think <laughs> well, yeah so i mean you mentioned uh you mentioned a lot of things over the years but indiana jones but, but recently you mentioned oh well it's got you know nostalgia you know, mm-hmm. purposes and a fan base. I think you said it was more yeah, an indie fan base. And I don't know that it does. No, you know, I, I said new, new, generations. Like do I, I
0: said, indies ingrained
1: in pop culture.
0: Indie's and what I, in, yeah, what yeah, I sure. mean by that is like brand recognition. Like there's probably kids out there who have never seen an Indiana Jones movie who know who Indiana Jones is. Like they went to Disney world. They saw the stunt show. Their parents have talked about it. Um, It's sort of like. Do they
1: still do that, Indiana Jones? Yes, as far as I know.
0: Yeah. Well, because it's a great stunt show. Like regardless of what you care about Indiana Jones, like it sets up well for what they're wanting to. It's an adventurer running from the big rock. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And fighting Nazis and the big punches and everything. Um, It's kind of like the people who say they've never seen Star Wars, but I bet they know who Darth Vader is, right? Like it's one of those things where the the brand recognition is, I would say, with Indy one of the highest in all of
1: movies i think that based on i was born in 1982 you know i i just don't know that that that's still there i feel like people know who he is maybe well that's what i mean i mean like like they've heard it but i don't think they like know it well
0: i think there's a difference between again like it's i think the the best analogy i can give is darth vader like you show a picture of darth vader somebody's like oh yeah that's you know star wars you know I think that's Darth Vader, right? It's just pure iconic, right? You show a picture of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Like, I think there's going to be, or at least some recognition of the name Indiana Jones. Like, it's so pervasive in pop culture. There's an awareness of it. Like, you can't do that with, you know, what are they? I mean, like, James Bond would be another one that's up there, right? Like, I think there's a lot of people, even in younger ages, who may not have seen a lot of the James Bonds but it's so in pop culture that you don't have to have seen it or anything you just kind of know like oh yeah James Bond spy cuz it's, it's spoofed it's redone there's been
1: there's been Star Wars stuff constantly you know there there's been new trilogies like you you they've been on the forefront of mind there's never not been an era without Bond movies but sure in indie you had one one off in like you said, Crystal Skull, which was wasn't a good movie, so I, I can't imagine it has much staying power with with anybody who grew up watching that. Sure, you know. And then the, these three excellent movies that were you know eighties. I just I just don't know that, that that kids associate anything with Indiana Jones.
0: Well, and I think that's where I'm trying to say you almost disassociate the movies from the all the pop culture references that are out there. All all the people just randomly talking about it. Like anytime somebody sees a whip, oh, Indiana Jones, you know, like it's, it's Do those kinds know? of things. Yeah, I, I think so. I I think Indiana Jones is one of the most recognizable characters in all of movies. And I think, you know, most of the time when whenever you're talking about things like this, like when you're talking comic book stuff, there's other mediums where things come through. And like for Indy to be just a movie thing, I think there's so many references out there that I would be hard pressed to like, Find bigger ones outside of you know Vader and Indiana Jones for that are just strictly movies. Like those two are both easily in the top five, if not the top ten, like most recognizable movie characters or most iconic. So I think, I think it's pervasive. Do you think like
1: like Marty McFly is recognizable to this generation? No, I, I I think well, I
0: think if you say Back to the Future, yes, I think I think that's one of those where kids haven't seen it, but I think they have heard their parents talk about it, or maybe it's been referenced in like Rick and Morty or some of these other mediums that they've done, you know, but Marty McFly, then that, that particular name, that's not the big name brand. It's, it's back to the future is the, the main brand there. So anyways, hmm. I guess what I'm saying is I agree with you that as far as a, like a movie fan base goes like, yeah, I don't know that there's a high demand of people to go like that are asking for this movie, especially after crystal skull, but is there a lot of, like, brand awareness and cultural awareness of Indiana Jones? So if you hear, oh, there's an Indiana Jones movie, you're like, okay, I at least know that. But I don't know if that's enough to put butts in the seat. So that's where I would agree with, like, where your take was headed is, like, I just don't know how much of a draw that is for anybody. Like, but having said that, look at what Top Gun did. Like, I mean, it did really, really, really well.
1: Well, I I think those are very very different uh, comparison. I mean, Top Gun's a, a singular movie that it, was, it was a reboot essentially of it. Sure, and it was a good movie. You know, right? On, but on, on, that, on, that, <laughs> on that too, uh, but but was, had three good movies. But, but I know you, you had a bum one, but, but you also didn't have the only experience that most of these people have is Crystal Skull. You know, sure, which is garbage. And so then when you come back for a fifth and the only thing that they've maybe even seen, because it is very likely that people have seen only Crystal Skull because that came out in their world and they didn't go back and watch the, the other ones. Okay.
0: I would say it's less likely to find people, significantly less likely to find people that have only seen Crystal Skull. I think you are far more likely to find people uh, my, who have my seen. My wife
1: before I before we got together had only seen well, Crystal Skull, and sure. then we went and powered through the other because uh, that was un- uncalled for for me.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's you're not going to find it. I'm saying if you survey ten thousand people and have them check the boxes on which indie movies they've seen, I think the only have seen Crystal Skull group is going to be the lowest population
1: i think somebody's going to have seen at least one of the other movies crystal skull is not one that you say yeah i want to go back and watch these other ones you know like you're, sure you're like uh but the, you're know. making an I assumption that this yeah but you're making
0: an assumption that people only saw that and hadn't heard of indy or hadn't watched another indy their parents hadn't said hey let's sit down and watch raiders of the lost ark or, hey let's sit down and watch temple of doom because that's a movie from my generation so I, I mean, it I'm was just a saying, movie
1: with a lot of buzz that came out in a time. Maybe they were in high school and they went and saw it, and then it was like whatever, and never, yes, never came back to it. There
0: will be people like that. I'm saying that's the minority. I it would be my guess is if we, like I said, we pull a thousand, we pull ten thousand movie people. The smallest bucket of uh, that you'll find in that, I believe, would be people that have only seen Crystal Skull. Probably, yeah, probably. So.
1: Uh, again, I I think Top Guns a very different.
0: different sure, person. but I was just my point there was that that's a property that hadn't been around for a while that you know people were unsure of if it could or should get a sequel. How would they do it? So, I think the difference is, and we we can get into this a little bit. Um, a couple of differences. Tom Cruise, I think, still has decent appeal because he's still churning out, you know, fairly good movies, action he's movies, whatever. Not Eighty. He's not 80. And uh in word of mouth. Um, I, I don't I don't know that indie's gonna have the buzz after people see it. Like did. I mean, people left Maverick saying, Oh god, you gotta go see this and go see it in a theater and hurry up. It's it's really, really awesome. And now go back and rewatch the first one. Um I think maybe indie suffers from that a little bit too now that I think about it. That like my kids were asking me, like, hey, do we need to go watch rewatch some of the originals leading up to this? I'm like, nah not not really like indies don't really build on each other all that much like there's some threads there that they pull but like you're not going to be missing out it's not like there's characters that are pulled in but the plot's not there like you could do that with top gun as well but you know i think it'd be a little bit more important based on that movie to see the first one so there are differences i was just trying to say that from a pure nostalgia purpose like there's properties out there that have been around for a while that they resurrect and do really really well and Indie, based on box office week two and week one, like eh, I don't know
1: yeah and and you've always said this that indie should be more anthology type, like James Bond, you should just put a new indie in you know ha- have a couple run run movies and then uh, uh start over the new indie, like but Harrison Ford I, I think. To, yeah to 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 let that happen, but it's like you you just keep putting indie in different situations, like, yeah, and that's uh. Like, do you always have him fight Nazis? You know, I mean, that's always the the right. i right? Mean, bad if you, guy. It's easy. It's it's you, easy to say, okay, you put a Nazi on the screen, that's the bad guy, you right. know, and then you don't have to do much backstory on their their motivations. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I don't know that I particularly like that, but that just seems like we mentioned Bond earlier. Like that's the template. You have an Indiana Jones character. You know that what you're gonna watch every time is something between the thirties and the fifties, a different adventure, fighting think of it like a you know, weekly T V show that doesn't really build on each other. It seems like that's the only way to do that, right? Like I don't think you wanna try and well, and indie's already kind of set up for that, I guess. Like, it, like I said, from movie to movie, there's smaller threads there. But uh, you know, we talked about this before. But was it like seven, eight years ago, whatever it was that like the Photoshop Chris Pratt went around of mm-hmm. indie? Okay, fine. Like,
1: well, is He's anybody... essentially indie in Jurassic World? I mean, that, that's right. Basically, the same character without the hat.
0: Right, but if they came out tomorrow, like, all right, you know what? We we changed our minds here. We are going to recast Indiana Jones. He's still going to be Indiana Jones. We're, he's still going to go on archaeological finds. We're going to do this thing. Like, I don't think that I, I don't think there's a problem with that formula. It's just all a matter of execution.
1: Yeah, and finding something that that matters for him to go find. I mean, right? It, it, you keep coming up with things that to to dig up are. I mean, I'm sure there's no. No shortages of religious artifacts that he could be be looking for, right? I guess, I guess Temple of Doom show that it doesn't even have to be real; it can just be some made yeah. up thing that they go hunt for. But yep, it, uh, yeah, th- this one, that the Archimedes dial, <laughs> so yes, yeah. is is a reach, and I'm assuming it exists. Is it, is it, it really does. a thing? Okay. yeah I mean it, as with maybe
0: most other things in the indie lore like they take it up a notch right that there well, is sure. a real there is a real device that that was found they do refer to it as like an early computer um in the you know most basic sense of the word so yeah th- there's a little bit, a kernel of truth there, like same with Holy grail was there a cup that caught christ's blood probably does it give you everlasting life doubtful um mm-hmm. You know, well, was least, there... but
1: but at least that's been the lore. Like that's the you know the hunt for the Holy Grail. That like that that's a thing. I had never
0: I... heard the 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 extension beyond that. Like obviously, I'd heard of the Holy Grail, but I'd i never heard that like you know theories that it gives you eternal life or anything. I thought it was just you know
1: the cup that caught Christ's blood. Have you not seen Monty Python The Holy Grail?
0: I have, but I <laughs> same with like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like sh- sure, was there. You know, an ark that carried the tablets. Yeah, but did they think that it was
1: gonna f- melt Nazis' faces? Like, I don't know. Well, that's. I mean, we're getting into the biblical. Scott. I mean, they say if you, if it marches in front of the the armies, that I mean, what it actually does. that Yeah. Doesn't say melt faces. I don't think <laughs> the biblical text, but. Uh, it so gives you. Yeah. Okay. So first off I didn't really talk about
0: the movie I don't think we really need to it's Indiana Jones like in terms of who's in it the the setup all that stuff so I'm going to skip that part because I think I I just want to dive right into it where you're going and where we're going here like we're talking about like the beats of the indie stories right like he's, he's going after something there's chases there's typically some kind of reveal of the object later like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it melts faces. In Temple of Doom, The Thing, The Rock's Glow, that one's a little bit less because you said it's a little bit more grounded. Holy Grail, it does have eternal life. Crystal Skull, holy shit, you know, <laughs> spaceship. Aliens. Yeah. Um, so what I will say about the last two movies, because I did watch Crystal Skull before this, so I'll try to keep this on Dial of Destiny, but as I was watching this and, um, you know, it's got like a 2.20, 2.30 run I didn't really find myself thinking it was a long movie. Um, but it definitely did feel a little long like I d I wasn't like, Oh god, when's this gonna be over? I just remember thinking like, okay, this is going pretty well, like whatever, and I looked at my daughter's watch and we'd only been there for an hour. And it got me wondering, like, there's these elongated chase scenes, there's these there's these reveals of what the the thing that he's going after can do. And this movie really made me start to question whether or not I actually like the Indiana Jones formula. Like, it made me kind of question, like, do I need to go back and watch the originals? Like, do I do I really like them as much as I thought I did? Because, like, it's all the same beat every single time. And it made me question, what is this movie doing differently that makes me not love it as much as, say, like, Last Crusade or Temple of Doom? Because, like, like, it is the same formula. So why am but, I not liking it as much?
1: Well, it's a two-hour and 40-minute movie. And so the uh, and that, I kind of had the same thought of going into it knowing that it's – nearly three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't feel like there were necessarily bloated scenes. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch avatar two and they're swimming with, with these whales for 15 minutes, you're like, this could be a three minute whale swimming scene. You know, like there, there wasn't a scene that's like, okay, we've just gone on long enough uh, to where this can be truncated uh-huh. uh, and, and make a, a more compact movie. And so I didn't have that feel. It just did feel long. yeah exactly and so i I didn't have a specific scene necessarily uh well that didn't need to be in there you know you know type of thing it's just more of a there was just another step and then another step and then another step yeah
0: yep agreed i mean did you have the same feeling where it's like there's a sidekick there's a chase there's another chase we're looking after the device like I see the template, and and it. I really, really honestly struggled after this movie to, even in my head, not even talking to others, but to articulate, why did I not love this movie as much as, say, Last Crusade or Raiders of the Lost Ark? Is it because I was younger? Is it because those have some kind of nostalgia to them? Were they actually done better? If so, what was done better? Like, It, it was a very challenging thing for me to walk out of this movie because I didn't feel like... It was a bad movie. I thought it was a decent movie, but then it's like I just really struggled to come to terms with what does this not do as well as say Last Crusade? Because I do, I did go back and rewatch Last Crusade, and I'm at like a four on that one, if not a four and a half, and somewhere around there. But this one, I'm like a three. But then you know, like I said, you're just running back in your head like, well, it does all the same stuff. Just I guess not as well.
1: Well. I don't think there's the banter uh last crusade, you know Harrison Ford and Sean Connery and um, together like that mm-hmm. kind of makes makes the movie like like their their relationship back and forth uh I think Helena, the female protagonist in this, mm-hmm. was written terribly, and really I didn't her, really get that and because and we can get in the spoilers, but her motivations shift dramatically throughout the movie, so you never really know what she's in this for and I think sure. that hurts uh, the plot a bit because you're like what? what's her end game like what, what, what are we even doing here and they almost contradict each other or herself throughout the movie mm-hmm. uh, the movie itself even calls her out on it uh, a couple times but it still doesn't make sense of, of what's going on so I think that had something to do at least with me of pulling me out of it of her just written poorly on from a motivation standpoint she was a fine actress but I was more like why I, I'm I'm not getting the the connection here
0: I took it uh, and again uh, I will say like I didn't have a problem with her or her acting I definitely see what you're saying with that character and I felt like it was an attempt to keep things spicy like uh almost like you know somebody's playing both sides it can't be indie playing both sides but you know it it makes it so that it's not just good versus bad. It kind of reminded me of, um, oh, man, I cannot think of what her name is, but the, the blonde-haired lady in Last Crusade, right? One point she's good, one point she's bad, then her and Indy are kind of like in the middle, and then in the end he's trying to save her. So I think they were going for that kind of dynamic where it's like, are you or aren't you with Indy? And to, so that it's not like every time we're just with Indy in that group alone, there's no tension. It, but I agree with you that it's just it, it's wonky.
1: But at the same time, he didn't have anybody to play off of. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have somebody that's kind of a a wonky character, that's not the one that he's you know bantering with. At least Short Round, you know, had that. They did have a little sidekick kid, but he hardly had any lines. You know, so it's not like he and Indy were inter- interacting much at all. He was more yeah. uh, with Helena uh, mm-hmm. than, than anybody, and so I just don't think they they gave him much to work with. Um, and and so in the trailer, we go back in time and flashback, mm-hmm. whatnot. And so we did a lot of de-aging things. And so while it looked like Harrison Ford de-aged uh, in a still frame shot, I think Indiana Jones especially, I mean, Harrison Ford does this great in all his movies. His facial expressions are what tells the story more than his dialogue. And when they de-aged him, just like his oh, crap face, like like that doesn't mm-hmm. really translate as well as uh, as it does when the, it's clearly a computer doing it. And so yeah. I feel like they lost a little bit of that when we're back in time just because the computer just doesn't recognize his looks and his, his facial expressions. Like that's what makes Indy uh, and Harrison Ford just a great actor is, is his reactions to things. And I think that was lost in the de-aging process as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, de-aging it, at times in this movie was maybe the best I've seen in movies. But the, especially when it got to any kind of action or movement or whatever, it fell apart really quickly. Like There were some very obvious moments where it was really blurry. Um, you could tell things weren't moving quite right. But when he was pretty, like, obviously the, the one that's in the trailer where they rip off the hood and he's sitting right there like, that looks really good. Now, there's still a problem with talking when we do this. Uh that's when yeah. you you start to lose it. The the mouth just is is really like this uncanny valley thing where it's y- your mind thinks that you're looking at a human, but there's something just off with it enough to make you realize that. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not um it's not Justice League Cavill bad. But, like, when he would talk as de-aged Indy, it was, it was wrong, and the action was even worse. But, of course, they're trying to hide it well, in the dark and running around on a train. Like, that's what they do well, every time they do these things. of that
1: is that you know Indy is old? Like, you know Harrison Ford is old, and so your brain's already sure. putting that in there of this is fake. Yeah, so, I think there is
0: some of that. But I think there's also some that the technology is just, it's really good. But there's certain things that are going to be hard to mimic. I think talking and action are going to be the things because there's too much movement going on. There's too much. That's where things start to look not real.
1: It starts in the past, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in my brain, as I'm watching this, I'm like, if somebody's watching this for the first time and doesn't know Harrison Ford, like are they seeing this and looks good? Like, they think that this could pass for a normal human. Well, I, I'm saying, well, he's clearly the age because I know what he looks like now. Right. I mean, I think I think there are scenes where it
0: looks like it could be young Harrison Ford. Like, I, I think when they first take off his hood and he's sitting there and stuff, I think there's some people that could be like, oh, they must have had old footage from other movies that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it it starts to fall apart when there's either too much talking or like the action and stuff because you can clearly see the skin tone, the way it works. just It, it wasn't right in some things. So I just don't... I don't know how I feel about this whole de aging thing to begin with. Like, there's part of me that's like, we used to do this all the time back in the day before we had this, and you would just, I mean, hell, they did it in Last Crusade. Now they went very, very young, right? They they went to River Phoenix. River, yeah. But like, it's it's not that hard. Like, the funny thing is when we just watched Last Crusade the other day, my wife had forgotten that the guy in the beginning who wears the fedora, or I think it was my son, was like, oh, that's not Harrison Ford, like. exactly right like you can put a guy that kind of looks like Harrison Ford a younger Harrison Ford in a, a fedora and mm. like everybody will just play along right We've, we we did that up until de-aging existed right we all just played along yeah. like that's young indie we can buy into that we'll we're good I kind of just feel like maybe we should go back to that especially after hearing that Mangold spent uh, it was some what do you say like a hundred VFX artists and an ungodly amount of time just to get that first opening
1: scene done like really like you could have just thrown somebody out there. We don't care that much. Yeah, especially when you come to how much it costs to do that. Uh, like you said, how many how many VX people? He said hundred something. That's like a hundred million dollars to do these special effects when you could just hire an actor and, and put them in there. And when you look at box office numbers and how much money they're losing, it's a lot of it. it's the special effects that, yeah. that's costing these these bloated projects, you know, to to fail and to be called busts and and whatnot. And if you well, just throw in a, a young young actor, that... Right.
0: And what's the risk-reward there? Like, let's say you nail it. Is that really putting butts in the seats? Like, is the word of mouth that you want coming out of your movie that, oh, you got to go see the de-aging. It's so good in that first 15 minutes. Like, or I mean, do you think that's what people want? Because I don't... I think they just want a good movie. Like, we can all play along with another actor being a young Harrison Ford, and you save yourself... X number of months, X number of dollars, and then you don't even open yourself up to the possibility of like, well, that looked like shit, you know, for half the time. So I, it's just yeah. an interesting thing that I don't really understand why people are doing. it. It's kind of like the 3D fad where everybody started ch- churning out 3D movies, and it's like, no, that's nobody really wants to see that. Now everybody's doing de aging, like, okay, like, don't really understand the point.
1: Yeah, and I think, like you said, that the negatives uh, are worse than 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 the, the alternative yeah you know, if it looks like crap then you come out of the movie saying that looked like crap not uh-huh. oh that actor didn't really feel like indie you <laughs> right. know they could have they should have had shy be young indie you know or whatever um but, then they go through the casting choices of it should have yeah. been this guy not this guy but that's that's w- not worse than the entire movie looked like crap and then you, it's yeah it looks fake it feels fake and then you're if you start the movie that way, then you're kind of out of it before you even start.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and they they did a variety of de-aging. They they went back to the well, you know, at least one other time, right? Like they went back all the way to the, what, 40s when he was fighting the Nazis. And I think they jumped into the 50s um, when he goes and you know meets his friend and uh, what's Mm. her face when she's a younger girl. And then, you know, obviously he's in the, uh, he's in the 60s now. So, they didn't um, de-age her to a child? No, no, they, exactly. they recast another child. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, mean, I think I've I think I've made my kind of overall thoughts a, a little clear, but I'll just kind of cut right to the chase. I mean, I I thought it was fine, so I I'm, I'm at a three, which is about where I think is accurate. Like I don't think it was bad enough to be a two and a half. I have Crystal Skull down at a two. It, it definitely doesn't get into cracking the you know original trilogy either any of those for me um you know like you mentioned a little long all the actors the characters i guess they're fine I, there's nothing there really to remember like am i really going to re- hang on to antonio Banderas character or boyd holbrooks or mads mickelson i mean not really again like i would compare it to bond like i couldn't go i could tell you daniel craig was james bond and Mads Mikkelsen was a bad guy in one of those and you know um, Javier Bardem was a bad guy in one of those do I remember names do I remember mm-hmm. moments or something like no um so it's a fine movie it it writes the ship a little bit off of crystal school uh, you're not going to erase that permanently it's there um so I don't really know it's fine I it doesn't really give me the send-off I'd hope for I don't know what I was hoping for um so I guess in the end it does start to feel unfortunately like a little bit of a last ditch cash grab, maybe like, oh well, Harrison Ford's last indie. Let's let's crank one more out and let's see what we can do. And
1: yeah, I guess it was fine. Um I thought it was fine. Um uh, I, I think I was at a three. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it was I think my, my official review is better than Crystal Skull, which was a low bar. But <laughs> right. and that's that's really where my expectation was it like, could just be 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 better. You know, let's try to write the ship, go go out. I didn't think it was going to even come close to Raiders or Last mm-hmm. Crusade. Like um 'cause impossible, I think, uh, with with what they were working with to, to do that. And so um I I think you're right on all it might feel like it was a bit long i don't feel like there was any um anything that made me feel anything mm-hmm. um, i didn't feel like anybody was in, in danger throughout the movie um i didn't feel like there was a chance indy not that i ever thought he wouldn't win uh, mads <laughs> i always like mads but it, like you say he's not a memorable villain Mm-mm. uh in this um like I said, I don't think there's any cool takeaways that it wouldn't make me want to go rewatch, but mm-hmm. it's not like I hated sitting there watching it. And right. so, uh, so I'm right there at a little bit above average. I think it gets an indie bump. Um, if it was a uh, named something like a uh, tomb Raider, I don't <laughs> think, uh, it would probably be a two and a half, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but it's, uh, um, but for an indie it gets, it gets a three for me. Yeah. If I had more, so I did go back and watch
0: Crusade and I watched Crystal Skull before I saw this. If I had more motivation than what I need to do this, I I would go back and watch critically like Raiders, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. And really try to sort out what those movies did differently. Because I, I just, I know it's easy to look at something and say like, Okay, yeah, you hit all the same beats, but they did too, and they did it better and That's how I feel about the original trilogy is there's always these chases, like when I watched last Crusade like the the chase that starts out in a horse and it goes in a tank and it goes over the cliff like that is a significantly long scene that mm-hmm. you know you could technically remove from the movie, and it doesn't change anything because a character just basically goes from point A to point B, and it's a little bit closer, but nothing comes out of it. So when I watched Crystal Skull, that's how I felt about like the jungle chase. And when I watched some of the chases through Italy, that's how I felt about the chase here, where it's like, okay, this is like feeling like a 15-minute chase, and it's not really adding anything to the story. I guess it's supposed to be fun. So that's where I started to question myself of, what exactly did these other movies, original ones, do differently? Or was it the fact that I saw them at a young age? Was it the fact that I saw them the first time, and now the formula is just getting a bit stale? Or is it like, well, to your point, the chemistry, was there just not enough fun and, you know, what we like to say, hijinks going on? Was it just going through the motions? Well,
1: I think you mentioned it, uh, and this is what I heard from uh, a lot of people, was that the chase scenes were too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, a 15-minute chase scene that doesn't really move the plot along at all uh, in a little rink dink you know, car. mhm is that car scooter whatever whatever? Yeah, the, I don't know what we know, call I, I don't know if it qualifies as as car, but it uh, it they just go go on too long. Yeah, you know, and and I think that that's part of that with a long movie already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like okay, let's get to the next next piece of it.
0: I agree with you. I'm just saying I would like to quantify it if I had more effort because what watching the Last Crusade. There's a couple of decent sized chases in there, whether it's the, you know, they're on the Zeppelin and they get off and they get on a motorcycle and then the airplanes come after them or they're the horse riding after the tank. Like there's so, those okay. moments.
1: So so on those, and, and I'm, I'm going through it as, but there's different pieces of those that show Indy's personality. Agreed. It's not just a car chase, you know, it's a... He's fighting a guy in on the track, you know, mm-hmm. and w- with the shovel, and you know, short rounds running down his back, you know, and like mm-hmm. like there are stuff that that kind of show who he is with, with the whip, and you know, saving his 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 dad with the whip on the tank, you know, mm-hmm. and while he's fighting somebody, like like there's added things that um that are there that that show more his personality. Where well, on this one, I think is it really could have been anybody in the car, right, uh, driving it didn't really expand the character. Yeah,
0: I I think they tried. I, I I would need to go back and watch, but I think they tried to inject like those indie type moments. And that's where I think, again, I'm finding it hard to really say, but it's it's like I know it's lacking charm, I guess is a good way to say it. Like there's mm-hmm. and, and that's a very hard thing to to, to quantify, right? Is to say well, yeah, you you did the exact same thing here. You like you tried to have Indy have a little quip here, or make a little comment here, or do this thing while you guys were chasing from car to car. But it doesn't work like it used to. And what I struggle with, and I, I, I know I would keep repeating myself, is like I need validation from other people that like it's not just me, right? Because in my head, I'm like, <laughs> shit, like maybe the original Indies like really aren't as good as i thought they were i just i loved them for what they were then but like this is doing all the same stuff it's just maybe it's me i'm tired of the indie formula is what i kept thinking in my head like shit i this maybe this is a me thing nope i think it's steven spielberg okay i think well there's no george lucas to blame in this one i don't think true (laughs) true
1: (laughs) okay let's get to some spoilers let's do it
0: this is your last chance After this, there is no turning back. Okay, where do you want to start on the spoiler? Do you want to start with the one you gave away at the beginning of the episode? Time travel? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So what did you think about that? Time travel. You know, I thought there'd be more of it. Uh, We got a little snippet at the end. You Mm -hmm. know, so all throughout the movie, I'm thinking, okay, so his professor friends were just shot down, murdered, you know, so is Indy going to go back and stop that, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, and so I'm looking at, we do a flashback to, like you said, the 50s when she's a little girl, are we going to come and revisit that and, okay, he stops himself from destroying it, you you know, those type of time travel tropes. I even thought Antonia Banderas was the kid you know uh, uh so when the kid gets in the plane yeah and starts flying into the i got he's gonna get stuck in the 40s you know and he's gonna be there with young indy and then he could become best friends and then now it explains why we have this random antonio banderas yeah you know, because that, that seemed very out of place it and did. so as they're flying through and i'm like well why didn't he why does he have a different name why doesn't old antonio recognize young And does he not remember his Mm -hmm. people dying, you know, his own death, you know, so I'm going through all these things that I'm like, like this, that that didn't play out. Um, And then when they showed uh, Archimedes watch in his tomb, I'm like, I hope to God that we don't meet Archimedes time traveling. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't want to see him, you know, in a fedora in the forties and hello, India, I'm Archimedes, you know, like that's so dumb. at least we met him. Uh, it felt very Bill and Ted's with Socrates to of me. Of course. Yep. Um, but that's the best way that if we're going to meet him, to meet him mm-hmm. and not him skipping through time. So, yeah. So I, I had a lot of me trying to s- make the movie more in-depth than uh, it ended up being. Mm-hmm. So do no, you, no, um... no none none of that. So how do you feel
0: about... That concept and Dial of Destiny in general, meaning Raiders and Last Crusade both had fantastical elements to them. We talked about it before. Ark of the Covenant, Melting Faces, Holy Grail, Eternal Life, Temple of Doom is the most grounded of them. Crystal Skulls went bonkers, right? Um I, I I kind of wonder if this movie would be received more poorly had Crystal Skull not happened, because this is kind of bonkers for Indy. I mean, we we literally time traveled back to the time of Archimedes. So I guess where I'm going with my question to you is, should Indy keep getting bigger like this? Or does it need something a little small? Or again, back to my whole point in this whole damn podcast, was the Ark and the Holy Grail kind of batshit for the 80s? And now we're just doing the 2020s equivalent of it.
1: So my biggest problem with the Crystal Skull is that we had... Proven that what the Bible has said was true. We mm-hmm. had the Ark of the Covenant that proved that God existed, these melting faces and whatnot. We have the Holy Grail that clearly is true. Now we have this, you know, we, we saw what it did in the healing powers and is clearly mm-hmm. the cup of Christ. And then we go to aliens. Mm-hmm. Like that, that jump doesn't make logical sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, time travel for me isn't a departure from god existing mm-hmm. t- type of thing uh and so aliens aren't it, necessarily either though i mean not necessi- but i feel like it kind of flies in in the face of of the biblical text sure of what you're trying to go with um but time travel could work uh and so i didn't feel like that separated me so much from the first three as much as crystal skull did
0: okay i guess i was going for a more of like a scale because like Even when it comes to the Ark, it's just an object that has power, right? The Grail is an object that has power. I know the Dial of Destiny is too, but I don't think there's any question that time travel itself is a massive idea, a massive concept, a trope. We just sent some dude back in time thousands of years To me that feels way less grounded than anything else. Like could I could I believe a little bit that like, you know, there's a buried spaceship in a mountain somewhere? Sure. I I don't like the idea, but this one to me feels like the the most even for Crystal Skulls probably the most just outside of the norm of what I would think of Indiana Jones, right? Like you think archaeology, you think digging in the ground, you think finding these things, and I know real archaeologists don't do this, but you know, in terms of, you know, uh, solving puzzles and, you know, whatever. Like, it just, it felt like in some ways this was just more of, like, a giant MacGuffin that, and,
1: and I don't know. At, I'm struggling at least, to put it into words, but. At least they did it in a way to where it's not like you could time hop and fix stuff. Sure, Because one of the things that Indiana Jones undoubtedly would have done was stop Hitler from, you know, Becoming Hitler, right? Uh, because of all the problems that he's clearly had with with Nazis, and so then you're just saying, okay, well then these other ones really happen. You start getting in their problems. So what this did is saying it w- the only place it could go mm-hmm. is that point in time, uh, and so yes, it exists, but it's not going to mess with right any of the history of, of Indy. So you don't have those problems. So they kind of contained it at best. Yeah, uh, other than. Hey, it does exist, and people could do this, but the only way that it works is to go right now, right yeah. here. So, so that, so from that standpoint, it's a little bit contained, sure, and it doesn't open up all the parallel, you know, time loops and, and stuff like that 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 could happen. Yeah, it just feels like I don't know. It it's more in line with Crystal
0: Skull to me in terms of being not in line with Indiana Jones. Does that make sense? Like the first three movies feel like things Indiana Jones would go after. And yeah, they have this big reveal at the end of some kind of power, but it still feels like an archeologist kind of thing. Right. And with crystal Skull, it just, it bleeds into like UFOs and aliens, which doesn't feel very archeology span to me. And then this one goes into time travel, which doesn't feel, and, and I guess part of me too, feels like somebody had this idea in their head of the perfect end for Indiana Jones. Who's a character that spent his life engrossed in history, learning history, solving history, doing stuff that, like, well, the natural fit to that is he becomes a part of history. I'm like, mm-hmm. yuck. Yeah.
1: Well, I also think part of the issue with this movie is that they already had the dial. Like, yeah, he didn't find it. Like, there there wasn't a, a quest to find it. it
0: well, was... he had to go get the other half, right?
1: Oh, and, that, and that's that's my other problem, is his buddy, the girl's dad, knew... Had the dial, knew where this tablet was, mm-hmm. which told them where the other half was, right. and obsessed about it for years. But he had all the information. They didn't. They didn't add any new information to it. Right. He had it all. Yeah, like there is like uh, you look, go back to uh, uh, Last Crusade and. Yeah, Sean Connery built a map, but he had no idea where to start. He mm-hmm. didn't know the starting city, but he had all the other things. And so he would have gone had he knew known that. Right. But this guy, he had all all the information already in his, his diaries and the dial. Yeah. So it's not like, <laughs> like he yeah. could have com- completed this himself, but just <laughs> stayed in a room. Like I don't I don't understand the the process there. Like well, there wasn't a missing a missing piece.
0: I- agreed. I completely agree with that. And Speaking of indie formulas and tropes, this is now the third straight indie movie where a father figure has an obsession with the thing that they're going after. It was his dad in the Holy Grail, Last Crusade. It was his buddy who was like Mutt's father figure in Crystal Skull who had the obsession with the Crystal Skull. And then in this movie, it's, uh, I forget her character's name, but you know, yeah.
1: Phoebe Waller-Bridges, Helena, Bridges,
0: Helena yeah. yeah, her dad had it. So it's like, all right,
1: yeah, like, cool, we've but now you have got... have to have a crazy old kook that gathers all this information for you. You, you got to find it somewhere, right?
0: I mean, essentially, right? Like, so that's, again, that led into my thoughts about, okay, is this formula something that I'm just not digging anymore? But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, the, the, the Dial of Destiny is just, I don't know. I guess I just wish it would have been a little bit more you know, archaeological and grounded in something and not felt like it has to... Like, all movies these days just feel to me like they're just constantly one-upping another. And you, I think there's an argument to be made that the time travel stuff is even a step up from what Crystal Skulls was. Like, I'm not going to die on that hill because I could easily see somebody saying, really, like, there's crystal UFOs and aliens and whatever. Like, that's worse than time travel. Like, fair. I can see that. I can also think make an argument that
1: time travel is... Worse, but whatever. Yeah, I, I can I can buy the way that they did time travel and make it make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But the the Nazis saved the Greeks essentially is what happened, <laughs> right? So and they, like that's the help that he he was looking for, and yeah. the Nazis uh, cut him down. That was so stupid. That's I was I was so annoyed the when uh, they were flying
0: the airplane over the the battle and Boyd Holbrook's just firing a machine gun like randomly out of the sky like. You're not yeah. the one that's out. Uh, you're out of place here, but, like, you're so far advanced than them. What do you think shooting a machine gun from a plane is going to do to, like, this army of boats down there? Like, I can see how the people in the boats would see the dragon in the sky and start shooting things at it. But, like, you know better. You're smarter than that. Like, you're just firing machine gun. Like,
1: get out of here, man. He's a Nazi. He's trying to kill him. I know. Yeah. I, I do. I mean, it seemed I, like, you know, fly up, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it just seems like, why are we flying in the path of to be shot down here? Yeah. Like, it seemed like a very contained area that we're just circling around <laughs> for no reason just did to get you, shot down. Did you think they
0: were going to leave Indy in the past?
1: Um, no. No. I was still... No, my mind was, was doing other things at that time where I really didn't think that that was going to... I was... Okay, he was shot in the chest. Mm-hmm. So, for like the last 20-something movies, like right in the heart. And mm-hmm. then uh, they kind of moved it to shoulder later when they yeah. said, oh, he was shot in the shoulder. But no, he was like shot in the heart. I thought they what they were going to say is because he drank from the cup, he healed himself. Like when she pulled it back, you know, I was like, you've healed. It's like, yeah, Um I drink from the, the Holy Grail or something like that. But this. you couldn't Some sort cross the
0: seal, I thought. I thought the immortality kind
1: of stopped after that. Well, he's still aging, you know, clearly. True, yeah. But I thought, he, you know, just him, him being shot in the chest seemed like that was the only explanation to why he's running <laughs> around still. Yeah. Because uh, it was clearly like right, almost dead center in his chest. And so I thought that there would be at least a nod to that. Yeah, I heal quickly because of, you know, I... I drank this cup, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to live 800 years, but right. Um, I, I healed. I would have hated good. that. Uh, but it, right, better than him walking around the a hole in his chest for half the movie. I mean, I
0: mean, you know, that is what it is for these types of movies.
1: It's not like he was winged, you know, like I it, know. It, it was truly like dead center. And yeah. so that's the only thing that made any sort of sense to me of, of how he could survive this and be walking around.
0: Yeah, I didn't think Indy was gonna die. I didn't. They they kind of pushed the whole conversation about him staying or not a lot further than I thought they would, which started to make me think it was actually gonna happen. Like, I, I thought he'd be like, oh, "I just wanna stay," and she'd be like, "No, get up, let's go." But they kind of went back and forth on it like three or four times, where I was like, "Okay, I guess if we're gonna keep going back and forth, then maybe maybe he will stay." But I would have hated that ending. I would just I'm glad
1: it didn't happen that way. What a short round came out. <laughs> and said, I came back from the future to, to bring you back. Uh, I mean, you know, at this point, when you're time traveling back and
0: meeting Archimedes, and like they tried to make that so emotional, like, I've studied this my whole life, dude. We've seen you in four movies, and you never once talked about this. So, like, or, or Greek, you know, like, yeah, you've never been, <laughs> we've
1: never mentioned anything in the Greek, right? So, Romans, I mean, you know?
0: again, I know in the in the universe, Indiana Jones has a life outside of the four movies that we've seen him in, but. It's like they tried to make again. I think somebody's thesis was like he's now a part of history, and like that's how you close out this Indiana Jones character. And I think they thought that would have some kind of emotional impact. And I think they tried to have that, tried to give that emotional impact to Indy. But when he was like, "I just want to die here," you know, I've studied this my whole life. Like that didn't really do anything for me. I was like, "Okay, no. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't believe you." Is what I kind of felt like. I, I hate to be the guy who says that. You know, I feel like I know Indiana Jones better than the character on the screen, but the way they wrote it was just sort of like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy I this.
1: They, I think they were going for the, I don't have anything to live for, right? You know, so I'll just, I, I might as well just stay here. Yeah, you know, and I mean, they, they did do that, yeah. And so that's, I feel like that was more the what they were leaning into. Yeah, um, you know, with killing off Shia again, I thought it was kind of a throwaway thing to mm-hmm. where I thought. Again, with time travel, he was going to stop him from going to the war. You know, they like, wanted again, nothing again, to again, do with all, that movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but, but it, was a, it was those types of things of, you know, they're dropping these things like, okay, we have time travel coming. So he could, you know, yeah. change change these certain things that you keep mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really at the end, it seemed like Marion, like how he described how Marion was feeling on the boat to Helena. Mm-hmm. Of not being able to get over, over that, and that's what hurt their marriage. It seemed like they were trying to say that it was Indy mm-hmm. that ne- that felt that way and never really got over it. Uh, and then when they say, "Hey, Indy's back," like he's he's ready to start living again. That's why she came back. But they never really tied that up. Like yeah. I felt like that was the emotional reveal at the end. Of mm-hmm. it was him that shut out the world and basically shut her out and, and forced them apart yeah uh, and then that they said, yeah she called and said that you were you were back mm-hmm. um, that you were you were you again and we can we, we can live together but it, it kind of pushed it on her but never really showed that it it was really him and it felt like it was him yeah by that last kind of line at the end
0: I, I I agree with that and and I think you're touching on something too about I think it's very hard to wrap up a character like this in a way that resonates when it has been kind of an anthology series. So prior to Crystal Skull, like n- the only relationship that Indiana Jones had that ever mattered in any of the movies was like his relationship with Willie didn't matter. Short Round was just a one off little thing. Marion was in the first movie, gone in the second movie, gone in the third movie. Like the one with, um, Sean Connery works. Sala has, you know, he's here and there. Um, oh my god, what is the the friend Marcus? God, I kept saying, yeah. I kept wanting to say Martin Brody. Like <laughs> God, that's Jaws. Um, it's so Marcus I guess what, Brody, Marcus Brody. Yes. Um, where I'm going with this is that I think it's I I, I think they wanted to wrap something up. Emotionally, and that had like some kind of throughput and storyline. But the problem is, for Indiana Jones, those first four movies don't really have a good solid throughput. Like they tried to get it there with the whole Marion thing, and then bring Mutt in. But then in this movie, you break Indy down in the beginning into like you know he's. You know, but you're not feeling any of it, right? Like, he's reading the divorce paper. He's, you know, you're supposed to know that, you know, something happened to him. And, and those elements all come from Crystal Skull, and nobody cares. So I think you tried to go for this emotional send-off where this isn't Star Wars. You haven't built three or six movies or whatever it is in a continuous through line. You've done the anthology approach. So to then try and create this throughput somehow and then have it pay off emotionally, it it just didn't work for me. I, I think you... I think this movie would have been better off just keeping like honestly, don't have Marion come back. I mean, you can acknowledge the divorce if you feel like you have to address the events of Crystal Skull, like the marriage and whatever. Like, I think you can do that. But the emotional payoff, I don't think, can really be tied to that. I think it needs to be tied to Indiana Jones, the archaeologist, the the relic hunter, the the fighter for good, the battler of Nazis, protector of history. That needs to be the payoff, not this open and close resolution in one movie of I have nothing to go back to. You know, it, it just didn't work for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, the f- first three movies, there's only one acknowledgement that the other movies exist mm-hmm. when they see a picture of the Ark of the Covenant. And he goes, that's the Ark of the Covenant. You go, Are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, Like, yeah. that, like that's it. Like, like there's no there, there's no comments of, of anything else that reference mm-hmm. the first two movies. And then, obviously, Crystal Skull, they, they do some... So I'm trying to backtrack because that's what you do in yep. the 2000s. So you try to try to bring it all back. Yeah, uh, but that's a. Uh, but but you're right. I mean, trying to make it a, a series like that. Most people don't even know that Temple of Doom came before. Um, <laughs> you know Raiders. You know, in the timeline sequence.
0: Yeah, no you know, nobody and, knows anything about the first three. Is what I've kind of figured out. Like <laughs> people are like, which is the first one? Because you know, we don't spell it out for you and say part one, part two, part three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it happened before that, but we don't ever reference it in the mm-hmm. in the first one because it didn't happen yet. You know, yeah, we didn't know about it, and so, uh, but they did re- for the first time reference Temple of Doom in this movie, so that was fun. He drank the blood,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. He 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 mentioned that kind of a throwaway <laughs> line, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and then they kind of did the bug thing. It was kind of a throwback to to Temple of Doom. I I feel like they didn't uh, feel like they gave that enough love. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's that's where they were we're doing so let's let's do something for for temple of doom but yeah the way they, they they started with him being uh a professor a retired professor and grumpy old man um i mean harrison ford's been doing that a lot lately but <laughs> right. but not i mean that's not indie right you know and they threw him a retirement party before finals weird <laughs> You know, like, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? timing of this, like he they just finished finals. And then like, anyway, that's, there's a lot of, a lot of bad, bad writing. Uh, and I think that's going to segue me into Helena here of, uh, Indy calls her out on why do you know all this stuff? You know, why you spend all this time learning if you're just going to try to sell it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, they called her out on it. Of really she was trying to find it. But she had an auction for it, like she was there trying <laughs> to sell it. It's not that wasn't some ruse that she was planning on selling it, like she was physically trying to sell it, which messes with everything else yeah you know that that we try to do, and her back and forth of running from gambling debts like mm-hmm. that's all that her motivation was, but then also her her dad's stuff it there was no clear. Through line for her, and I don't think there was any payoff for any of that, and that's why her character was so messy to me that uh it it really took me out of it because i just I just didn't understand like she's mm-hmm. trying to sell this thing, but she's been obsessed with it just as much as her dad, yeah, and that's the only way that she could find is contacting Indy uh, and knowing that these Nazis are are chasing and trying to kill him she's still this is this is the best way to pay <laughs> off your debts like at some point you cut. You know, you cut bait and try to find something else, not yeah. bring in Nazi hunters or, or <laughs> Nazis hunting you. Yeah. Like that's, uh, it, it just didn't, none of that made, made sense to me. And that's why her character I think was was the worst written in this and took me out of the movie. I, I think there's a little bit to, to that. Like
0: I, I didn't mind her character. I didn't have a problem with her acting and stuff. I think the thing that kind of sucks um, is that typically when Indies paired with somebody, they're not his equal. Right. And I I think this movie made her his equal when it came to like the knowledge about the device and all the puzzle solving and, and knowing all that stuff. And, and like, yes. In last crusade, his dad has that knowledge, but, it's always Indy driving it, right? There's moments here where they compliment each other, but his dad, he's more along just trying to save his dad. Sean Connery's just in, in trouble left and right, and him and Marcus are getting in trouble, and so Indy's trying to save them. But when it comes down to solving the puzzles and finding things out, like it's Indy that's driving it. He's the one that's putting together the clues in the library. He's the one that's doing all that. So like, I do think when you have somebody paired up with him who's solving some of the things like lockstep with him almost in a weird like buddy cop dynamic even though you know you can't trust her it it does take away from indiana jones a bit i'm not it wasn't bad for me but like it just takes away some of the mystique when it's now it's two people solving these things and now you're just questioning whose side is she on as opposed to being like you know indy's the one going on the adventure or solving this so i i think maybe it took a little bit of the spotlight off of Indiana Jones and they could have carved out some of that, and made it more focused on him and then maybe hit the emotional beats a little bit better because of the, you know, questionable writing around her. I, so I agree with you in that aspect.
1: It, I mean, it was almost like they were playing her up to take the yes. mantle, but not right. You know? And so it was, a, it's, Oh, she's just as knowledgeable in all things history. And, mm-hmm. and did we get that that was her background? Like, like it's, yeah, her dad trained her in Latin or whatever it is that she was was like but she's gambling debts. She's not an archaeologist, mm-hmm. you know. And I I don't know. It just it it did take away when she was solving everything for Indy. Mm-hmm. Um like I felt like he was just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I think they wanted to give him somebody to pair up with and I think it in this point in, in where we are in society and everything, I think they wanted to have you know, the female counterpart not be the old school Marion or the old school Willie or the blonde from. Sure. Hey,
1: save me. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get... So
0: I, I get it. But whether it was a guy or a girl, I think partnering a character with Indy that is just as equipped as Indy
1: just sort of takes the fun out of it. Um, I mean, yeah. you want, uh, you want a, a compliment, Cause sort of like Mutt. Was more the okay physically he can do more than Indy, but he didn't have the the knowledge part of it. Right. So so you have different skill sets.
0: Yeah, and then John Hurt obviously in Crystal Skull had a ton of knowledge, but he was you know messed up and couldn't communicate that knowledge or anything. So it's it that's fine. So it just yeah, I I think this movie could have benefited from being stripped down a little bit, both in runtime and in scope and scale, and I think it needed to just focus on indie more and i honestly i think it just got some of the core indie things wrong to the point where it wasn't bad and it wasn't negative but it felt very paint by number and i think i think the thing i said earlier is what i'm going to kind of die on the hill of it it lost its charm it didn't know it didn't have the indiana jones charm and i think that the writing is to blame for that um, and that makes it all feel like not a bad movie but very paint by number. Like you went through the motions of an Indiana Jones movie. Congratulations. You didn't trip and fall and hit your face like you did in crystal school, but you, you also didn't really like really even come close, like a nice solid single that maybe you could stretch into a double, but you didn't even come close to, you know, hitting it out of the park. you have gone some baseball references. now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We checked down so, on this one. It's a nice, safe check down. <laughs> Second and three.
1: So the uh, I have two two of my my biggest nitpicks of the movie. Uh, Already, I guess I had three. One, him being shot in the heart mm-hmm. uh, and being fine. Uh, the second one was Mads on the train getting just destroyed by that pole. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nobody's surviving that man. And when then we see him again, he just got some gray hair. Like I thought, we'd see some mangled face or an arm that's gone or something. That but they made the sound like he got ripped. Mm -hmm. And and so I was like, okay, he hasn't time traveled yet. Has he got? So that's my my brain going: Is he stopped himself from getting just destroyed by this pole? Mm -hmm. But that was just a nope. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's normal.
0: I, I, I audibly groaned in the movie when that happened because I knew they weren't getting rid of Mads right then and there. So I was like, oh, come on. like Can we not do something like... Even like a Bucky, knock him off, just fall off the train? Mm, I can kind fall. of believe that maybe it happened, but you get smashed by that pole at 100 and something miles an hour. Like, you know. it's gong. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: like, it didn't graze him. Uh-uh. You know, he uh he, he, he took that sucker. So I, I thought there'd be some... Again, some reason of getting him out of that, but nope, they just they just went with it. So I had that issue, and then young Indy on the train in the fight, mm-hmm. uh, and with the pushing him up against the tunnel and scraping oh, his, yeah. his jacket, yeah, yeah. Uh, no harm to the jacket. That's a good jacket. Uh-huh. Um, but he kept his hat on the entire time. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's what like this whole fight on top of a, a chain a train with the wind everything else is is windy but he kept his hat on during the entire time like that hat would have been blown off long ago that's the thing that has always confused me
0: about even like I, i saw mission impossible this week but there's just sometimes it's just too much like i understand i'm watching a movie i understand that we do things to that are unbelievable, and they make for good movies. I, trust me, I get it. I, I, I know somebody cannot do what John Wick does like that. I, I understand that. But there's some things that for me just tip that scale. Like Mads getting hit with a thing, pushing a guy up into rock. Like he, like there's just some things where it's just like you realize how that takes you out of it just a bit. Like no. s- scale that
1: back just six inches, and and you're okay with me. But also every. Every indie movie, he gets punched in the face once; his hat flies off. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but for some reason, can withstand the force of a train. You know, yeah. I just uh, just the whole the whole fight scene they're going on It's like, how is his hat staying on? And, the, you know, and yeah, it's like, I guess it's only staying on so he could recover it at the end of this yeah. train ride. Like that's the only reason. But th- those are my my little little nitpicks. Yeah, those um, are fair.
0: I I, I yeah. saw each one of those and thought the same thing. Like, damn it, why do you guys got to do this to me? It's like. It's like when you're watching Fast and the Furious and he drives off a bridge and hooks his car to it and swings across to the other side. Like, okay, like, you you had me forgiving you a little bit for some of the other antics you did, and you just had to go and do that. And now now you just pissed me off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can, yeah. I can D- forgive. Driving
1: across, driving across a rope bridge anyway in a car, <laughs> you know, it, it was like, okay, so let's. Th- that's suspending belief but swinging from one right is, is completely different yeah you know?
0: like you just have to know there's a line i'm willing to walk up to and and be I, I wouldn't say okay with it i'll tolerate it but then there's another side of that line where you just push me past that point where it's like come
1: on really like you didn't have to do that but at least in fast and the furious it's consistent throughout the entire movie i mean it is And But when you have kind of a one-off of like Mads getting ripped Mm -hmm. and John Wick. So the same thing It's consistent of him falling and getting, you just realize that he's just going to take a lot of punishment and Mm -hmm. move on. But Mads getting ripped by that pole like that. That's just an outlier that like these movies don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) My wife
0: made a comment kind of similar to that where she was like, uh, She's like, why is it like every time Indy punches somebody or whatever, it's like a one punch knockout? But then anytime he can sit there and just take a beating and take a beating. I'm like, yeah, I mean, the, sometimes they throw haymakers and guys are out, and other times they have full on fights. I, I I don't know how they pick and choose the strength of their punches on this thing. Well,
1: no. that's that's the, the archaeological touch right. that he has.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: So all in all, like I said, not fine. All in all,
1: it's it's not a, not a terrible installment to. Indy. Yeah. Not
0: where either of us would have liked it to have ended, but I guess what we're both saying is
1: not as bad as Christmas School. I'd say if you wouldn't necessarily be wasting your time, you watch it once. Yeah. That's
0: fair. Um, all right, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G R A F F. You can find me at Two Views Garrett, Garrett, You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Two Views movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen, we are there. Uh, we're coming back with Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. We yep. got that that's one that's and Oppenheimer. Those are the those are the two rolling out in the next uh, okay. next few weeks, I think. So one of those, one of those two, we will yep. do. Um, buckle up, 2:45 for uh, Mission Impossible, and over three hours for Oppenheimer. So some, some yeah. long theater time. I agree. Yeah, terrible. All right, everybody, we'll catch you next time.
1: What should we do next? Something good, something bad, bit of both. A bit of both.